What's going on, everybody? Just want to say thank you for tuning in to The Fandemic Show, a show that is run by you all, the fans. So, if you like what you're hearing and want to get your voice out there, just contact me and we'll have you on in no time. So, my next guest of mine that I want to bring on is a buddy of mine that I met back in eighth grade when we were actually homeschooling together. And in California, he was a Patriots fan, which I thought was just one of the strangest things ever. Um, Tegan Andrews, how are we doing, man? <laughs> doing great, man. How are you doing? Doing good. Doing good. Uh, good. A little snowed in here in uh, Missouri. I think we got like nine inches of snow so far, which is kind of absurd. Now you probably know how hot Boston feels maybe half the time when it's nine inches and then 18 inches and 20 yeah. inches. So yeah, yeah. Seriously. a little taste of that. So I thought we'd <laughs> just jump right in. Um, you know, you being a Patriots fan, kind of one thing I always ask everyone is how did that start? How are you a Patriots fan, especially living in California? Um, my story is pretty much as generic as you can get. So when it comes to that, I was a little three-year-old kid, two-year-old kid, throwing a little football around, playing with it. My dad's like, oh, he likes football, so I'll get him a jersey. My dad was actually a Miami Dolphins fan at the time. Um, picked up a Patriots helmet, a Patriots jersey, and I wore it everywhere. And I did not I did not leave it. And sure enough, a few years later, or maybe it was actually that same year, they won the Super Bowl. And then they won it again. And I was like, okay, this is definitely my team. But uh, it was the jersey and the helmet that really kind of connected me to it. And sometimes it's like that, you know, you get those artifacts, those little things that trigger your response to that team and you're kind of forever connected. So, you know, it's, it's, I can't help but cheer for them ever, even after everything they've gone through over the last couple of seasons, Brady leaving and everything. I didn't, didn't really join that train to jump on the Tampa Bay. I just, I, I was with the Patriots through and through. Um, all my players have left and I kind of feel like I kind of feel like the 2000 early 2000 Lakers again I was a Lakers fan when I was a kid as well and when Derek Fisher and Luke Walden and uh, you know Paul Gasol all got traded I was kind of like bummed out and didn't really want to cheer for them anymore but I, I couldn't help cheer for them still so it's a, it's kind of that connection that's that's rooted and unbreakable well, let's not be talking like we had a rough past 20 years as a Patriots fan I mean you really walked into a Freaking blessing, man. I mean, no, Tom did, coming in, taking all yeah. the six rings. That's insane. Oh yeah, no, it's it was. Uh, it, I mean, it, I have a my best friend is a Chargers fan, and he he tells me all the time that I'm a bandwagon, and I'm like, listen, dude, like you can say what you want, but I I joined this team when I was two. I was basically born into the Patriots fandom, and you know, I, I really didn't choose them; they chose me. So yeah. I, can't, I can't really help it, but you know, it, it has been up until those last few years, you know, it has been pretty, it's been easy to be a Patriots fan because you're always in the playoffs pretty much. You're pretty much always in contention. Um, yeah. We've had a really, really good run. We've had a dynasty formed and um, it seems like we're maybe on the backside of it right now. And it's a little sad, but you know, there's a lot of great memories to go around. I remember being in the, uh, the Falcons, uh, Falcons Patriots Super Bowl and, uh, just at this like multi-million dollar mansion in Sherwood and could not could not enjoy a single moment of it because I was so devastated. And when this when the comeback started announcing, uh my dad I just I could I lost it. I absolutely lost I think it. I saw a video of you and touchdown. I think there was a video yeah. of you that you posted on your story and you just melted down when Dude, they won in overtime. I went down on my knees and I started crying. I was like bawling my eyes out and the person was taking the video. 
it was it was embarrassing but it was it was pure joy and pure passion for this team it was it was the greatest Super Bowl I've ever or I mean I mean literally like the fact that a you won a Super Bowl but then also be like you witnessed a 28 to 3 comeback being Great down comeback yeah. Like I thought y'all were, you know, I'm like my I thought because I, I was rooting for Tom. I've always been a huge Tom Brady fan. Um, yeah. I thought y'all were actually just gonna get blown out, like actually, but then something <laughs> just started to fall your way. Which I my dad, yeah, no, my dad was telling me never doubt Brady, Diggs, like never doubt Brady, he can do this. And I was like, Fuck you, you have no idea what you're talking about. They're down 25 points. There's no there's no chance. And then yeah, of course they came back and they, they did it. So um so, I mean, God, there's probably so many that you know because it's just been nothing but bright spots being a fan. What, what you, Talk about – tell me about some other uh, highlights that you remember as being a uh, Patriots fan. I remember the previous Super Bowl where we uh, beat the Seahawks in the one-yard line. That was that was crazy because we were also in this very nice house, this very nice Super Bowl party. And I think my dad and I were the only two Patriots fans there. Every single person there was cheering for Seattle. And – um, as the final seconds ticked down there on the one yard line, every Seattle fan was just up and in her face and you're gonna lose, you guys suck. And I was just I was sitting there feeling pretty depressed and pretty angry with these fans. I was like, I remember thinking to myself, I wish we had a miracle right now so I could just rub in these fuckers' face. Excuse my language, but I was I was so pissed. And sure enough, Mr. Butler stepping in there. One yard line interception. I was like, no, what? I didn't even realize what happened at first. And then I looked and I saw it and I, I turned right around on those fans and I was like, no, you suck. You're the one. And I, I, it, I my dad and I just lost it. It was so fun. It was it's, really a revenge story. <laughs> the game is, I think that game is still, I mean, one of the top 10 all time. The fact that, you know, the fact that they didn't run it is still mind-blowing even to this day i mean you as a patriots fan gotta even know that you were one hand off away from losing you got Marshawn Lynch in the back i can't believe the call you got Marshawn Lynch in the backfield like yeah yeah literally, <laughs> exactly. literally. It, it's true 100 um so let's go let's just talk current um pull up oh, y'all's record okay um y'all finished with a 10 and 7 record sure. went unfortunately one and done in the playoffs mm. What are your final season thoughts? The way we finished the season was actually a pretty big surprise to me. I I should have seen it coming, but I was kind of on the train that we were very capable of beating uh, Josh Allen and Bills Mafia. We were not. We were not prepared. You look at our our, our season, our seven-game win streak. I was very much blinded by that seven-game win streak. Um you know, I saw a team that was strong, that could uh, go toe-to-toe to Brady, you know, do all this other stuff. But at the end of the day, we won those seven games against pretty bad teams. And the ones that we did win against good teams, there was a blizzard and there was a ton of injuries. And then I think the other good game that, you know, good team we faced, there was also like a ton of injuries, like six or seven guys out on the roster. And, you know, it, a lot of things fell our way. And, um, and it was really sad to kind of witness that and really real recognize that, realize that. Um, I think I was a little blind by the way I watched every Patriots game this season, pretty much every Patriots game this season. I had a very busy uh, golf schedule here at Cal State Fullerton, and I, I pretty much watched every game on highlight. I watched every play, but it was all sped up and um, kind of pick and chose some of the best moments. And 
I didn't really go in and, and watch a ton of in-depth analysis of every game. I just watched the highlights and enjoyed the seven-game win streak. Went, wow, Mac is really firing, which I think he was. But, like, there was a lot of holes and issues with this team that were exposed to me only in that Bills-Patriots game um, where I really got to see the entire thing flush out and the entire, like, just just watching certain parts of our defense, which we'll talk about later, and 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 just how we reacted to – you know, one of the probably one of the best teams in the super in the in the in the NFL. Uh, maybe a team I thought was going to be a Super Bowl contender, um, and very well could have been. If it Thirteen wasn't for seconds that. away from being it. Was, yeah, legit. No, it was, that was that was a great game too. We got to talk about that. Um. So yeah, I I listened to I listened to a lot of Colin Cowherd. Do you do you know him by chance? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. One thing he said that I thought was really interesting. Uh. uh was how the Patriots, after a while, is they don't have many offensive superstars on their team. That's true. And after a while, these teams, like especially against the good teams, you know, especially at the end of the season, I feel like everyone knows everyone's schemes. You know, everyone has a kind of a good gist on what every team is running. Yeah. And the Patriots really still didn't have any good offensive superstars. I still feel like they don't really have any yet. Um, yeah. which I think is something that they, you know, are a couple moves away from into being a stronger playoff team. Um, and I think that also says, like, I thought, like, I thought this season said a lot more about Bill Belichick and what he was able to do with Mac Jones and with just with that quiet offense. I thought it was pretty impressive. Yeah. No, I agree. It wasn't bad. They did a pretty good job on the offensive side without the kind of super superstars. I, I'm I'm the biggest Julian Edelman fan you can find, and I know he led the league in drop passes like three years ago, whatever it was. But the dude had more targets than anybody. He's got so much charisma. He's got so much poise. I think I think we need a Julian Edelman on this team again now. Um, not saying that he needs to come out of retirement or anything. That's a bold move. But like I, I do think we needed somebody flashy uh, on the offensive side. Somebody who really has some some uh, some character. Um, not saying I don't love our receivers and Nikhil Harry and all these other guys. Like, I think they're great, but I, you know, there's something missing from the offense that we, we definitely do need. Um, but also on the offensive perspective, like I do, I do, I do feel for Mac. I think he was really, really good this year. Um, you know, he impressed me majorly. Um, he, you know, he reminded me of Brady in so many ways. You saw the pictures of him with the cigar in his mouth in college, and they were comparing that to Brady earlier in the season. I was like, okay, here we go. This is scary. Is he going to get a really nice jawline and a super hot model wife in a couple of years? Or is like, what's going on here? Um, but no, it was a, uh, it was, it was really cool to see the op- the offense operate. I was actually, I didn't think was as big of a concern as our defense throughout throughout most. He was of the year. gone Even before. Um, he was gone before Tom left, right? Uh, Elman, no, yeah, no, he was still there with Cam, I believe. He, he had a season with Cam, and then he so I mean, that's just one season, so it is kind of hard to judge. But do you think, do you think he was an example and he was, you know, one of the best that did? But because I think one thing about Brady was that he definitely made all the players around him much better, absolutely. Do you think, like, honestly, I want to hear your take on this, like, do you think he was, you know, actually a solid player or do you think it was a product of Brady um and then also a really good team leader because I think that's one quality that he did have 
I, I was actually just about to touch on that. I think that he was a very solid player. I do not think that if you put him without Brady, that he, like for his entire career, that he would have been a Hall of Fame uh, wide receiver. I think he should still be a Hall of Fame wide receiver. But yeah, he did. He was under Brady, and Brady threw amazing passes, and, and they had a great chemistry together. But you watch those mic'd up things, you watch those, the, the audio of how Julian was on the sideline. It's, it's ridiculous how this five foot 11 white guy can have so much athleticism and so much leadership capability on the sideline. And so, like, just, just the way he kind of told, I want to get a tattoo of this, the way he told Brady and everybody on the bench during that Super Bowl blowout, quote unquote, you know, um, it's going to be one hell of a story. It's going to be a hell of a story. And he just kept saying that you got to believe, got to believe it's going to be one hell of a story. Like the fact that he would go up and down the sideline to do that. Um, that's, not a lot of people have that capability. Not a lot of people have that. I was watching, I think I was watching Tua uh, in a really crucial game last year and he's young. So like, I, I understand, but like, I, or somebody, but I remember it was like one of those ESPN, you know, headers with Peyton Manning, Eli Manning, and then Russell Wilson was also there. And he was talking about how, like, if I was his quarterback right now, even though he's down so much, like I'd be running up and down the sidelines telling everybody got to believe. And then they cut to the quarterback and he's just sitting on the bench and his head down. Mm-hmm. And, you know, quarterbacks are the people that usually should be doing that, not wide receivers, not five foot eleven white receivers. With, he was a know, quarterback in college. So he was a quarterback in college. So he's got that. That's what I'm saying. He's got that dual threat. He's got that charisma. He's got that leadership. So like, um, he, his character, his his poise is what I'm talking about that we need. That's like part of the thing that I, we really right. need. Um, that leadership capability made him another a, personality a like player. his. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, as far as his, as far as his level of play, of play goes, it's a toss up for me. I, I really, I, I'm biased, man. I love this guy. I absolutely love Julian Edelman. I think he's great. Um, you know, from a stat standpoint, he's certainly not up there with some of the greats, but um, you know, he found a way, man. He communicated with Brady beautifully. He, he, he made himself an open target for this red gloves, like a motherfucker. And you know, he, he killed it. I thought he was great under Brady. I, I never got to see him under another team, so I really can't say. I can't I can't give you the definite answers for that. But right. But yeah, but as a Patriot, man, definitely one of the top receivers we've ever had. Right. So I brought it up earlier. We didn't really talk much about it, but so going into the offseason, um, you know, hmm. as a Patriots fan, what do you think are some moves that need to happen in order for this team to go to the next level next year? <laughs> That's a really good question. Um, for me, I think Mac needs a little more experience and I think our defense needs to be changed. I'm talking about our players and I'm talking about our defensive coordinator as well. Um, I don't think we have the strength we did when we had Matt Patricia, plain and simple. I think Matt Patricia should never have left. I think I'm glad that he took a head coaching job. Obviously that's not where his strengths lie. Um, I would love to have him back for real on a solid, solid contract. Um, there needs to be some leadership within this defense. And trust me, we have a lot of weapons. Matthew Judon was huge this year. Um, yeah, JC Jackson is a DB. Like, I mean, these, these guys are these guys are good. I like those two guys. Um, I also really like our veteran guys. Um, there's a, I think, I guess we can talk about like trading and stuff. I, 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 I love these veterans. I really do. But there are shades of this team as a championship team. And I feel like a lot of people just see Kyle Van Noy and Dante Hightower and 
some of these other guys and go, <clears throat> here's our championship team. You know, we've done it before. Let's wait around for them to do it again. I, I don't think that's the reality. I don't think that we, we keep these guys and just hope for them to make up the, the ground that they've lost uh, and, and bring us to a championship. I don't think it can happen. I think we need to, I think we need to restructure our defense. I think there's guys who are waiting to step up and become a really solid part of this team, but they can't because these guys are, I don't want to say in the way, but you know, I love Dante Hightower. I think he's got to go. I love, uh, you know, uh, Kyle Vinoy and several others, but I just think, I think it's time to, it's so hard for me to say this, dude. You have no idea how hard this is for me to say right now, but I really think, I think it's time to move on, restructure our defense from the ground up. I think it was, I think, it, I mean, it showed you had it, you had a, you had a, you had a defense in the Bills game that allowed record breaking passes and passing yards and, and you allowed simple things too. Like when a player gets zero to degree the outside, weather too. zero degree weather, sure. But like, like you player gets to the out, a little out route gets to the outside on their line of scrimmage and should get like seven yards and that's it. And then somebody pushes them out of bounds at that point, the, the out of bounds line becomes a defender almost. And, and, there's a wall there and he, he, I think it was like this weird, like out little sweep and, and it, basically Josh Allen dumped it to one of his guys and, and he took up the sideline for like 20 yards. Yeah. I'm like guys, that is a five to seven yard pass that should yeah. be stopped and yeah. nobody was there. And I just don't see why we can't, we can't fi find that edge on the defense. I mean, we, we were the Stefan Gilmore is another one of those guys. Like I love him, but it might be time. Um, like like two years ago, three years ago, our defense was our was our our saving grace. I mean, we were killing it on the defensive end, just destroying it. But yeah, and that's and that shocks yeah. me that you said that because you know I and you know it's not even just the defensive players. I mean, you also have Bill Belichick. He runs the defense. I still yeah. think he has you know the greatest schemes on the defensive side of the ball and is yeah. the best coach out there. So it shocked me that you said that you needed the defense to get restructured and nothing about the offense getting maybe more firepower drafting or wide receiver. Because you have a solid running it. game. You know, you're you're a team that yeah. you're kind of a low scoring, grinded out win team. You know, you, you rely on your defense, run the yeah. ball a ton, don't turn it over. I mean, because I think y'all did have a, you know, very um What's the name of it? Like really good turnover differential. Like I know y'all did not turn the ball over much at all. That's true. No, we 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 didn't turn the ball. I think we were like, I think we were like in the top five or ten for teams who didn't turn the ball over during the regular season. But we were. I I just think that we are a little slow on defense. If that if that makes any sense, I think we need some guys with some more speed. So even if we keep who we have, and I think that's really good, I just think we need some guys with some more speed. I think Matthew Dudon could be a really huge leader in this team. I really like that guy. I think he can definitely step up and be, you know, kind of the new head of the defense. Um, but there, I think there are some guys who didn't contribute as much as they did in years past. And I think that's what I'm saying. Like there's some people who need to, who maybe need a chance to step up and, and actually prove themselves on the sideline. But as far as the offense goes, yeah, he, Mac needs a few more targets. I would love to see him get some, some better wide receivers and some better people, um, down the line you're right we do have a really good running game I think that that is all we relied on though for offense I think that the games that we won 
we kind of had some holes open up. We ran the ball a, a ton. We did not pass. Literally, like I, I think it was like, yards. I remember, because I looked over y'all stats, it was like 25 to 35 yeah. times you'd run the ball. Exactly. I mean, it, and I don't think we can rely on that forever. Like you said. But, but I respect teams, that. Like, like, that's one thing I liked that New England did is, like, for a rookie quarterback, you have to run the ball. Yeah. And, you know, it's not like they have very, you know, high – receiver talent so you know they had to run the ball they had to get a running game so then the play action can open as much as as much as possible for it um yeah so let's kind of just take this conversation in a new direction give me your like yeah i want to hear your you know honest thoughts on mac jones you know let's let's go back to the day when y'all first drafted him did you like that draft pick or who you wanted who did you want at the I time? I did. No, I did. I actually wanted Mac. I was actually really looking forward to that. Uh, I, I, I thought any of the Alabama quarterbacks were get, were going to be pretty damn good. Uh, but I Mac surprised me. I I thought he was going to be good. I didn't think he was going to be this good. Um, he's my rookie of the year. He still is. Uh, I I think that you know, on an, on an overall sense, he actually he didn't compare to some of these veterans. But I think there was a point in the season where he he led pretty much every category you can name in the quarterback in the rookie quarterback position like he he was he was killing it and the guy did run the ball he didn't have any pride he didn't try to throw it like miles or do stupid things and force turnovers he ran the ball a lot he trusted his running backs he he trusted his teammates um he played smart good leader he played played super super smart and conservative and it worked out i think he did it I think he did a great job for the most part. But a lot of people – here's where I'm going off. I like a lot of people think that he played a really good game on the game that we really lost the Bills. Everybody's saying, oh, no, you can't blame him. you got to blame the defense. But it's like when you have, you know, whatever it was, like 11 out of 27 completions, whatever it was, it, like it, it doesn't – that's not a good game. That's not a good game. Like you, I mean, you, also you when you Mac, put up, yeah, 10 points yeah. and a 40-point, you know, blowout. Oh, exactly. Oh. That's not good. He did not play a good game. He needs to uh, – gets that's his first uh, playoff experience in the big leagues and um he'll only learn from that that's, he'll learn from that it just scares me though because sometimes there's some quarterbacks who who stick like that forever they get a good regular season going and then they can't get anything going in the playoffs and i hope he doesn't become one of those people but uh he's a he's a good he's a good kid he's a threat um you know he's got a lot of he's got a lot of talent like i said he's my rookie of the year he needs to be better. Um, did not play a good game, but but he's 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 got a lot there, and he's got a lot of reminiscent of Brady. I think he's. I think the I think the kid could really really be a star. Um, I don't know how his long term deal with the Patriots will be, but I I hope it I hope it goes far. I I really do. I think this could be our our next guy. Um, it might take a few years to get him you know, really cultured. What he showed and, his rookie year, I think, you know, he can only go up from here, especially with the organization he's in. He's, he's yeah. had such good coaching. You know, he's go from really Nick Saban, the best coach in college football, now to Bill Belichick, best coach yeah. in NFL history, which is, you know, he's such a smart kid. He's such a high IQ. Yeah, I think, I think yeah. you know, he hasn't even seen his ceiling yet. I think he has, you know, a long career ahead of him. Yeah, and he was drafted two years ago, right? So he had, he had a year under Cam Newton, I believe. Um, but I mean, either way, I think when it, when a quarterback comes in and and, and sits out the season and, and learns, I think that's so key. I right. mean, you look at some of the best quarterbacks in the league right now; they all sat out a year. A lot right. of the quarterbacks who come in and these fan bases are, you know, desperately help, hoping that this quarterback will save their franchise. They stick them in, and then they don't perform. And it's like, listen, 
there's a big difference between college football and the NFL. Prime example is the Jaguars and what they've done with Trevor Lawrence and their new coach. And I, I just like, to me, that's just a perfect example. Like, yes, this guy was the hero, but you've got to, you, you can't, nothing beats experience. You right. have to have that experience. And, you know, I think Mac did it the right way though. And I think, I think you know, is- honestly, like, you know, maybe a playoff win would have definitely capped it off. But I think with the yeah. team you had this year, the quarterback you had, rookie, you know, Mac Jones being a rookie, I think this season you can call a success. I, th- I really think you can, especially coming from where you were last year. You know, you missed the yeah. playoffs. Yeah. You were lost in the quarterback situation. Absolutely. Cam wasn't the guy. Yeah, I, th- I think you can, you know, look at this season as a success. And I can see y'all going further next year, you know, because I don't think y'all okay. are losing many big players this season, offseason, are you? No, I, I don't think so. Um I, not that I can think of, not, not, nothing that really sticks out to me. Um, I think we could go pretty far next season. I think that this season was, uh, we got a little things, a couple little things that fell our way, but for the most part, hey, we were the leading team in the AFC at one point. Like, you can't, can't beat the numbers, man. Like, yes, we had some, had a decently weak schedule in that seven game win streak stretch, but there was some really good football played in that stretch. And I think you can't really ignore that. Can't really ignore um, that we were, that we were back in the number one spot in the AFC for a while. Like that was, that was huge. Um, that, that brought me back a ton. That was just really cool to see. Um, I was blinded a little bit by how, like what that really meant though, because, you know, sure enough, you had, we got into a wild card slot yet again, lost to Miami was huge, man. Miami losing to them in the first week of the season and in the 17th week, just told, told it just showed me like, okay, we've made very little progress. Like the, like it was a bit of a wake up call for me because I'm like, listen, I don't know how many times we've lost to Miami in week 17, but it kills me. It absolutely yeah. kills me. I hate that week 17 or week 18, whatever it is, that game. Yeah. Um, can't stand that, man. I can't stand that. That's yeah. just, it's so bad. Every time we do that, I'm like, okay, here we go. I'm not sure if we can win again this year. <laughs> it's just such a blunder to finish out the season. I lost to Miami. I yeah. just can't stand that. Um, but, so, yeah. one thing. Um, so, and, and again, Tua, I think, is a great quarterback, but I don't think he's that great of a quarterback. I don't think he's on Mac Jones' level, honestly. I think he's pretty average, and I think that we should be able to tear that guy apart. Um, right. We still don't. Right. Yeah. Well, they need to find a head coach now. So, they got, you know, different problems. I think that still shocks Brian Flores got fired. I thought he was such a good coach. Um, oh, are you there? Yeah, I'm there. Okay, cool. So one of the recent things that happened with the Patriots was Josh McDaniels signed a head coaching job with the Raiders. Do you think that changes y'all's offense as much? Because I know he was running that. I I remember, you know, Bill did leave him in complete charge of the offense. Yeah. No, he did. Um, It's going to make it really interesting. I I really don't have a comment on that yet, uh, but it's going to make it interesting. uh, obviously, we got to find somebody we can trust. Um, I hope he, I hope I hope Josh does well. I really do. I, I hope he doesn't pull a uh, a. Uh, what if he quits like he did last time with the Colts? <laughs> maybe, maybe that happens. You never know. But uh, I, I, I can see, I can see him coming back if he doesn't really like the job. I can see Bill leaving that position open for him. Um, I, I don't know. I, I think, I think Bill is a huge. Um, what so what now what kind of thing it's like okay what is he's leaving so what 
he's a great offensive coordinator. We can find somebody better. Now what? Let's find somebody better. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that, I think we're going to be okay. I'm, I think that we need leadership um, in every regard, including the coaching. As I said earlier, coaching is a huge deal to me. And we have Bill Belichick, who's one of the greatest of all time. He's the greatest of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, uh, yeah, he needs his help. He needs his, uh, he can't run everything. Um, and we need that defensive side. We need that offensive side. So I don't really know, man. I don't really know. I'm, I'm interested to see what we'll do, but I'm not too worried. Yeah. So one of the last things I'll end the show with is let's just Tom Brady retired. I think it's oh my god, it's crazy, dude. Like it, it's still crazy. You know, he's at like greatest player to play this game, undoubtedly. Undoubtedly, undoubtedly. <laughs> I there was I'm out here and I've met a kid. I have met a kid who had <laughs> who had the guts to say. Patrick Mahomes is the best of all time. Oh my God. I know. I know. Holy crap. So <laughs> did you go to the uh to the hospital and did you go to the concussion? I had to take a real, to take a real big deep this? breath. I, I had to take yeah. a big breath. You know, I stepped, I, I paused. Yeah, I did you, back but for I'm sec. asking, did did you actually have to go into a psych ward or like a like you a know, almost, this kid? Because almost he... I had one on standby. I had one on standby, okay. but luckily I was okay. And then I just went off on no, him. No, not, not for yeah. you. I'm talking about the kid. Did you find him in a mental hospital? Because oh, that, that would be um, the only part, like type of person I would see that would find. Yeah, would I've actually seen like a couple. I think I've seen a couple pamphlets in his room. I think it's something <laughs> you know he's dabbled with. Um, because I mean, good God, I mean oh that is God. just. I know I was so pissed when I heard that, and then I just went off on him, and like it. I don't think, like I don't. Who would you say? Who would you say even has like a slightly good roster to line up or like resume to line up against him against Patrick Mahomes or Tom Brady or against Tom Brady like who would be I, the I next uh, I think the Kansas City Chiefs has become the next most annoying thing oh they're, they're the they're the they're the next dynasty that's one, yeah. one thing my buddy and I talked about the other day they're the new but Patriots they're also annoying they're annoying yeah they're, they're oh. Annoying. <laughs> oh I know so they're everywhere I'm feeling it <laughs> oh wow. um, I can't yeah I don't I don't know man I I think for a while there I thought that I thought that Russell Wilson was gonna have a pretty you know he was older but like I thought that his lineup was pretty insane a couple years ago but uh, yeah he always made a lot of playoff um runs and yet yeah he did and I really I think really he got I mean, really he ah uh, no, he should have had a second ring. He was this close to a second he ring. Was, he was a, he was a he was a rush away from a yeah, literally. Um, yeah, he's such a good quarterback. I'm a big fan of him. Great. I love Russell Wilson, man. I yeah, do. and I do. I love Patrick Mahomes. I think he's freaking awesome. I think he's so talented. Um, I know. Yeah, I, I think he's, he's sick as well. Yeah, just the fan base. Yeah, Josh Allen right now, I think is going to be one of those other guys, though. I think the Bills oh, are going to be I'm serious for him so much. Yeah, I'm rooting for him big time. Even as a Patriots fan, I give him props. I think he's really, really good. I think that that team can be super strong. Um, They've got a lot of weapons. Uh, But yeah, Tom Brady retiring, man. I'm I'm really sad that he didn't mention anything about the Patriots in his initial post. You know that that kind of hurt me a little bit. He does all this thing about Tampa Bay. He doesn't say a thing about the team he was with for 20 years. And you know, um, so did you? 
did you i heard i i saw something that was pretty interesting um mm. a lot because I I, <laughs> a lot of people you know this blew up on the news because it's you know hey tom brady's retiring and this everyone yeah oh my god he hates the patriots um <laughs> a lot of people were saying and i'm not taking sides i'm gonna want your thoughts a lot of people were saying he already thanks the patriots when he left when he retired and you know paid all of his dues to them when he left there i mean my dad's dad my grandfather uh he (laughs) he was married to a girl for 20 years and then they divorced and when they divorced he married my grandma um, and then several years down the line, my dad's like a 20 year old or something like that. And, he, and they find out that my grandfather's first wife had died. And he was like, are you going to go to the funeral? And his dad was like, fuck no. He's like, why not? You were married to this girl for 20 years. Like maybe you should just go and pay some respects. He's like, I paid my respects when I left like that. That was it when I, when I was there. And so on one sense, I guess I do get that, but on another sense, like, Good like, analogy. I mean, I don't know. That's good. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, he's he's done with that team. But I think this isn't that team dying. This is Tom Brady stepping away. And every highlight video and everything you'll ever see from now until the end of time, when they finally stop posting retirement videos about Brady, is going to be Patriots, mostly Patriots stuff. And uh, the fact that I don't think you can ignore that forever. I think there's something, I uh, you know he doesn't owe us anything he's brought us so much joy and brought us so much you know so many wins over the years and so many memories but i i would i would like to see a little bit of acknowledgement i think he i think he needed to recognize that this team was still um the team that gave him his shot and the team right that you know he catered to and and won for 20 years for right that's a dynasty that that is the dynasty man that's you know that's probably one of the greatest teams ever formed and uh, the fact that he's a little too silent about it to me is just I, selfishly is a, a little annoying. But right, but he, well, think, he has had a great season. Yeah, I think. I, I mean, I also think. I mean, I don't think you can be salty about him winning one in Tampa because I think that really just shows you know how great he was. He goes there in the middle of a pandemic. Yes. Oh yeah, no off season, only two weeks. Of, no, really, only two weeks in an offensive system in an off season. New playbook yeah. wins the bowl. God, literally. I mean, I think that's, I think it's really impressive that he did that. And everyone's saying, "Oh, well, look at the offensive weapons he's had. Any quarterback can do that." It's like, yeah, but there's so much more to that. Like, I don't think you guys are really understanding the fact of what he had to go through because it's not like they were smooth sailing for their first, you know, no. 10, 11 weeks of the season. I think they really just got things right at the back end and then made a run Absolutely. for it. They did. You're right. Um, they they killed it. I was so happy to see it. And honestly, I don't know why he didn't recognize the pattern and stay one more year. Like I know he wants to be with his family and his kids, but I mean, look at the years that he's won. Twenty the twenty twenty you know twenty eighteen twenty twenty like he's got the even years. So one more year, like obviously he wasn't going to win this year because that would have been back to back. But next year, if the pattern continues, that could have very well been another Super Bowl. So I, <laughs> I think he should have stayed. Seriously. But, uh, if I'm maybe just one more year, but if yeah, if the, if the street if the pattern breaks, then okay, then you retire. But to, this year, I I did not think Roethlisberger and Brady were going to retire in the same year. That's, oh, that's crazy. Yeah, it's I crazy. saw Roethlisberger step out, and I would be like, huh, 
Roethlisberger stepping out. Brady's still gonna have another three, four years, and then all of a sudden, no, nope, he's gone too. Yeah. So yeah, no, there's. Uh, I'm I'm so happy for him. I'm so I'm so proud of him, and he will forever be my favorite quarterback and the one that I grew up with. And I'm a big fan of his. I really am. Uh, yeah. But yeah. yeah. I congrats to an amazing career and yeah. and I'm so happy and I'm praying for him and his family every day. I hope he does just wonderful things with his, with his off time. Yeah. So to wrap up the show, um, Bengals Rams in the Super Bowl. Oh my gosh. Are you pulling oh for my LA? Gosh. I am. Uh, I am. I, I but I at the same time, Joey B to see somebody win a national championship, a Heisman, and the Super Bowl in a three-year span. Well, to do that ever, nobody's ever done that. Nobody's ever right. won the national title right. and the Heisman and the Super Bowl. Um, that would be unbelievable. That would be unbelievable. And the fact that this guy can take a team that was last in the NFL in two years and turn them into Super Bowl contenders is, is, is ridiculous. And I, lo- I love this guy. And I think that his team is super set. And that a buddy of mine, Jake Circus, who I don't know if you've met yet, but yeah. he was, he goes to your school. He's, yeah. He's, he's, he's insane. But I follow him on Bengals Instagram. Yeah, he's crazy yeah. Bengals fan. Dude, and he deserves it. I think he, I think this would be amazing for him to see them go all the way. I would love them to go all the way. It'd yeah. it. um, I, I'm, I'm hoping for a great game. I think it's going to probably be like a maybe a 42 to 38 victory, something like that. 42 38. Who and who's your winner? I. Mm, I got 42-38 Matthew Stafford on top. I yeah. really do. I, yeah. I can't I can't not say it. But I'm that's I'm, what that's I'm what I feel like is Bengals. going to happen. You know, but at yeah. the same time, I'm pulling for Bengals just because I want to see Jamar Chase and Joey B do that. Of course. I think yeah. it'd be great. And honestly, they got a lot of years to come as well. I think that they're I think they're gonna be a really strong powerhouse team for the next couple of years. Uh yeah, you never know. You never know when another when another dynasty is in the making, man, especially with the young quarterback. So you know, you know, good luck to the Bengals. Good luck to the Rams. Let's see a fight. Yeah. Well, yeah. Tegan, I appreciate you coming on and doing this, man. It was great talking to you. Of course, man. Yeah, anytime. It's great talking to you as well. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Um, take care, and we'll, uh, I'll talk soon. Talk soon, man.